welcome to the LALB Programming Hour with your host Leo and co-host Avery. Say hello, Avery. Hello. And this week's episode is on arthropods, otherwise known as bugs. Insects. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, viewers or listeners, apparently, um, Avery just lost their microphone. I shut up. <laughs> you did. You let it fall, and they're going to hear it now. You can hear my jacket or rust rustling. Staff. Anyway, it's nice to have you back on the show, Avery. I missed you. Thank you. I missed you too. You shouldn't have left me. That was sad, and I had to record when I was sick. I know. I feel bad. <sighs> Still kind of sick. <laughs> You're about, you're about to have a winter break of recovery ahead of you. <laughs> so that was, like, horrifyingly... Ah. Uh, anyway, specifically, with our other pups, we will be discussing... Arachnids and... Lepidoptera. Which, arachnids are specifically... Spiders, scorpions, ticks, mites, a few other things here and there. And what is a Lepidoptera? That's uh, anything that are like butterflies or moths. Ooh, fancy. Yes. So first we're going to d- describe their basic structure. So with arachnids, their skeleton is made up of a nitrogen containing carbohydrate associated with a protein known as chitin. Chitin. Uh, I'm sorry, I had a burp. <laughs> <laughs> because the listeners wanted to know that. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sick. I'm doing my best to hold down some pretz before I eat the show. Okay. I ate the show apparently. Wow. <laughs> the complex this complex results in pliable and tough external skeleton. So instead of the inside or having any kind of bones or anything, it's like a shell almost for them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a beetle. This is usually consists of a wax that is impenetrable to water, so they're like waterproof. Yeah. yeah. The membranes which are flexible proteins of the cuticle, portions. huh? Portions. Portions, oopsie. <laughs> are there when there are... Can you say that word for me? Articulations. Thank you. They are able to shed... They're able to shed the um, exoskeletons if they're continuing to grow. So it's like how a snake sheds their skin. Mm-hmm. With Lepidoptera, um, this skeleton is... Um, they are protected by an exoskeleton. It's a soft-like tissue encased in a hard shell called an exoskeleton, as I described. Thus, make, like most insects, is made up of a bone-like material called chitin. Chitin. Chi- I'm learning, which can be very in thickness, so it's similar to a uh, arachnid. But I don't think they can shed their skin. Yeah, I don't think butterflies or not. Yeah, that would be I don't weird. Think I've ever seen a butterfly shed their skin. That would be weird. And how would they get it over their wings? I don't know. Well, since I talked about kind of like what their outside is, why don't you talk about their insides? I don't like the way you said that. <laughs> what I mean is, like, what are like what is the inside like? You I, like? I get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. So in arachnids, um, with their legs, they have muscles that allow them to bend at the joints, um, but they lack exterior muscles. Um, and in Lepidoptera, they have a similar muscular system to arachnids. Uh, their muscles are actually mostly translucent, colorless, or gray though the flight muscles usually have like a yellowish or brown kind of color to them. Ooh. And in a few families of butterflies, the front pair of legs are actually non-functional. Oh, what, is it like decoration then? Yeah, I don't... Like, it's like, yeah. I suppose it's one of those things that like, since it doesn't really hurt 
a living organism, evolution doesn't really get rid of it, so they're just kind of <laughs> chilling there. Well, I guess it's kind of like how we slowly lost our tail after a while, so I guess they yeah. just haven't evolved yet without their front little little arms. Well, I was saying, so like we evolved to not have a tail, but we still have a tailbone. Some of us do. A lot of us actually are not developing tailbones anymore. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Anyway, back on the subject of insects, I want to talk about what's inside of those muscles, inside of their body, which is nerves. Nerves? With, yes. Like how I get on your nerves all the time. You don't get on my nerves. You do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was sad. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Kind of. <laughs> That's valid. I get that. <laughs> but the brachnids have a similar nervous system to other arthropods. It consists of the brain, a chain of paired... Ganglia? Ganglia ner- slash nerve bundles. These nerves have been roughly modified to... Help me. <laughs> Highly modified by ganglionic... Thank you. Fusion and migration forward towards the head region. The large ganglion... I did not say that Ganglionic. Ganglionic, which is considered the brain, giving a rise to the eyes and the first set of their little appendages. This is joined by the ganglion located below the, one more time, esophagus. Esophagus, form and it forms. Uh, from this, it connects to the second pair of legs or um, and set of appendages. Mm-hmm. The unpaired nerves um, go to the stomach. With the lepidon, the central nervous system is composed of a double chain of ganglia. Ganglia joined by vertical connections. The anterior ganglion is the brain itself. This connects to the vertical chain of, I lost my place, ganglia via connections that travels around the pharynx. pharynx. Then the brain connects to the eyes, blind, and antenna. <laughs> so we know how their nerves work, their muscles and stuff. How do they eat to power all of this? Well, so arachnids is kind of gross in my opinion. Mm. Um, they actually inject digestive enzymes into their prey, and that will kind of liquefy the insides, and so they'll drink that up. Slurpee? Oh, that just made it even worse. <laughs> I wish you hadn't said that. Like a Slurpee! Ew, uh, they make their own, like, little buggy Slurpees! Ow! 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 Just like the weird ones with the teeth in the stomach and ah. Oh, you're gonna love what ah. happens next. What? So with Lepidoptera, um, their foregut starts at their mouth, <laughs> and their pharynx may be highly modified to be kind of like a pump, and the esophagus opens up into a crop or like the storage organs, and uh, the proventriculus actually contains the same teeth-like structures <laughs> as we were talking about a few episodes ago that helped break down the food. Bats and butterflies! Yep. What is wrong with the butterflies? They look so pretty. They're monsters on the inside. They have leech mouths inside of them. How does that make you feel? (laughs) Well, how about you tell us about how they reproduce? I'm just like, how about you take your mind off of things by talking about how they I want to talk reproduce. about how they have babies. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. With arachnids, they have quite a variety of both male and female sex cells. In both general, their ovaries are with ovaryducts and testes that have vas... Vasa differentia. Vasa differentia. 
that is a weird word. These are located under the surface of the abdominal sex, um, segments. The sperm of the male is transferred into the structure of the female, which is specifically called the spermatica. And, and later on, the female goes and takes an egg, makes a egg sac-like pod somewhere, and the babies are later on born after the eggs are coated in a web cocoon. Oh, yeah, I've seen those things before. Yeah, they look weird. They do. Also, don't ever touch one, because there's a bunch of babies. Yeah, don't disturb the baby spiders. You heard it here. <laughs> With Lepidoptera, um, the adult male protective system consists of testicles, a sorority of glands, a jugular duct, and... Adagus. Adagus. Within the sperm, it begins to mature either into the third or fourth levels, which then goes on to be determined whether the matured sperm can able is able to reproduce and not reproduce, which is the two different types of sperms. The ones that cannot reproduce are tend to be thrown away, while the ones that can be produced go into the fertilized eggs. Um, with females, there are three uh, regions with the genital... I spelt these words weird. This is for the openings of the copulation, copulation, fertilization, and egg laying. And expect there is an opening that carries the sperm from the copulation opening, and from there the eggs are fertilized. And they kind of do a similar thing to spiders, but they don't make any kind of cocoon. They just lay the eggs on some kind of tree or leaf. Oh yeah. So, how do they fight off stuff like when they get sick and stuff, Avery? Well. You need an immune system like a butterfly. <laughs> That's not an insult. That would just help you not get sick. <laughs> I get sick a lot, okay? I am very weak when it comes to any kind of vibe. No. I'm gonna drink away now from the <laughs> mic so you guys don't hear me. <laughs> so in a rapid... I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm getting my thirst, okay? I'm really You're getting good. your... Th- okay. Let me drink water. I'm sick. In arachnids, the immune system is in the hemocytes, which are derived from the myo stop <laughs> derived from the myocardium cells. They will then produce perhemocytes, and those are released into the body. Wow! Uh, so warriors. With Lepidoptera, they have a really quick reacting immune system, where hemocytes adhere to intrusive bacteria and encapsulate it. So that's like how it prevents it from like affecting their cells. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So, talking about immune systems, how about you tell us about their blood, how their blood circulates? Yeah. Well, with both of these creatures, it both has an open circulatory system. In general, with the arachnids, it is hemoglobin circulating through the t- tissue sinuses. There is a special venomous channel that, I, I don't know, but it's not venomous. It's venous. Venous. Nah. Venous. Venous, thank you. Channel that conducts the hemoglobin to... The tissue that says hemolymph, not hemolymph. I'm trying really hard, guys. Hemolymph. Tissue of the heart that goes through a series of blood vessels and goes back to the sinuses. The respiratory pigment usually within the hemocyanin? Hemocyanin. Cyanin. And in, is in a solution with a hemo... Lymph. 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 There you go. As a option is presented within this as well. With Papa Dot, there is a major projection of hemil- hemolymph. Hemolymph is open within the open cavities. This enters the dorsal valve, aka the heart, through a small opening called the and then is pumped towards the head and returns to the hemocell. Hemo- so it's like a process kind of back and forth. Mm-hmm. Kind of simple, but they're only so big. 
So, Wait, so is it like back and forth or is it like a circle? It is, I think it's back and forth. Okay. With the respiratory, oh. <laughs> that's my, that's my Oh, line. I wasn't going to say, like, go into discussion, but like, can you tell us about the respiratory system? Yes, I can. Um, let's see. Arachnids, um, will actually have two types of respiratory organs. <laughs> because over here, throwing his water bottle everywhere. Okay? I'm really thirsty <laughs> and I'm really sick. Okay. <laughs> So as I was saying, they have two types of respiratory organs. Uh, one of them are actually called book lungs because it looks kind of like the pages of a book. That's cool. And the second of them is the trachea, which is a tube or more than one tube that carries air throughout the body. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then with uh, Lepidoptera... Hold on, hold on. Can you read uh, uh, arachnids lungs then? Because it's like a book. Okay, I don't think that's how that works. I want to read their lungs i think they'd be too small i want to try it anyway with a magnifying glass have fun, have fun dissecting a spider by yourself yay so, <laughs> lepidoptera have two respiratory openings that are called spiracles which are on their thorax mm -hmm. which is like the abdomen basically mm -hmm. um and the smallest branches of the trachea are called tracheals and um like the gas everything occurs in there that's pretty cool yeah so we want to compare the differences of how they're generally shaped with any kind of arthropod or, or in general arachnids there have more like two sections which mainly their head and then their abdomen and to the abdomen is connected to the legs and then some have a tail like the scorpion but they're generally shaped like that with uh butterflies and moths it's like i think one connected system maybe yeah with um, and then their legs are generally connected within the center and they have the wings on their back. Mm -hmm. So like, I think those are pretty cool and they're like, oh, I just realized we talked about the prey and the predator. Oh yeah, we, we talked about two very drastically different organisms. There was here. not a lot on butterflies, which makes me sad because it makes me think they only care about how they look. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. Beauty but is like, more than skin deep. <laughs> That's the lesson for this Avery episode. Avery going to go on um, a protest for butterflies saying, butterflies are more than just their wings. They have personalities. <laughs> like, like, I actually, are are their brains advanced enough to have personality? I don't know. Well, we can imagine. We can just assume that. We can I, pretend. Avery's going to go on a whole protest. I also, you should be proud of me. For once, in an episode, I have not compared you to any of these yet. Oh, you haven't. You're right. You're a moth. I am. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. So I think that's all the time we have had for today. Yeah, I think we're think you're right. So we're going to sign off. Do you want to say bye first? Yeah, bye listeners. Thank you for coming to the LALB Programming Hour with your host Leo and co-host Avery. We're signing off. Bye. <laughs>